So Bioshock Collection, perfect example. I own every Bioshock game. So do I. Right? Can't play it. You know why? Because they made a remaster, so now that's not going to be backwards compatible. Dishonored. I own it. That's not going to be backwards compatible because they made a remaster. And they're going to want to sell the Wait, remaster. No, which is you fucking stupid. Episode 101, guys. Episode 101. Episode 101. Episode 101. Like Vault 101. So if the world ends, we can actually hop in with Ryder's family. He's actually in the new Mass Effect trailer, trying to find a new planet for human race. Fucking transition king. Just trying, man. Every week. Like, you think you get used to it, but you don't. I'm just... So we have um, the first official plot details and um, trailer for the new Mass Effect game, it's Mass a Effect um, Andromeda. Mm-hmm. Is that am I pronouncing that right? So it's going to be um, first of all the the trailer is like a fucking opera. I mean it's it's so well done, um, and I'm a huge. I'm it reminds a huge, me of like Interstellar, and like yeah. just gives you the feeling of that like trailer. Yep. Yeah. I'm a huge Bioware fan, so I'm I'm super excited for this. Um, Mass Effect is my probably my my most favorite series in all of gaming history. I really do love all that of? series. All yeah. of period. All of period. The, the, that well, series is one of my. We favorites. heard you cream yourself when you heard they are now backwards compatible. With okay. New, yeah. New so pa- pause. <laughs> Mass Effect two and three are now backwards compatible on Xbox One. So now I can play them in com- in order All for the them. first time in completion in one one playthrough, which is great because I played one and two. Save um, files are transitionable between these copies. I'm I would imagine because your game loads the 360 dashboard. Okay, so I would imagine, and you do also tri- decisions made in each one of the games also pass through to each right. game. So I've played Mass Effect one and two multiple multiple times. I have still never finished three. So oh, going man. through this will be will be pretty great. But your time is now. So the trailer was fantastic. Uh, yeah. We find a little bit more about what's going on, and that is that we're going to be playing as a um, character named Ryder, um, R Y D E R, um, which can be male or female depending on who you choose. Um, the teaser that we got at E three it was the female version, um, and then we had the male version in the trailer that we got today. Um, we had a little bit of gameplay um, footage where we saw your character fighting this big ass monster, huge monster. It looked like something out of Shadow of Colossus. Um, and then we had a bunch of cinematics. Um, I was thoroughly impressed. You were you were agreeing, correct? Yeah, you? I, I gave it a lot of trash talk during the Sony conference. They showed that little tech demo off. Yeah, they didn't show, but that. But you're right. You're right. That wasn't like a trailer. It was just they were just demonstrating the the 4K sparklies. Correct. Correct. (laughs) This was a full blown like trailer meant to get you get your heart in the game. Right. I've only played the first Mass Effect. Um, I just played second. So it was with our powers combined, we have the knowledge of the first two games. The first two are fantastic. One. Mm The uh, two is a great evolution of one. Two is definitely, I think, a superior game, but one is still. Amazing. The thing yeah. that, that drew me in uh, was obviously um, partially the world, right? It's a Bioware game, so we know that 
the characters are very very well fleshed out you can walk around a a social area and just like talk to people and really dive into the lore and, and the feeling of the worlds but to me it really captured like where humanity will probably go mm. right as we move away from earth and explore the uh, the planets like it's a very natural kind of uh evolution of our future i think and so it's very realistic in that way mm. yeah i agree i think there's something that you constantly encounter um throughout the that series and it's the it's the way that alien races look at humans as the newcomers to the greater galaxy however humans constantly trying to reign supreme over every other life form so us naturally being someone that likes to conquer and be in control versus the little guys we're the little guys exactly or versus other alien races that have been together in a communal society between each other for thousands upon thousands of years and we're only hundreds of years into this new evolution so if you're thinking you know as a science fiction fan going all the way out to the future. Yeah. It is crazy to think if we were to one day have, um, some systems in place to be able to travel to different planets and meet new life forms that we would in fact be the little, the little guys in that, Mm -hmm. in that grand scheme thing. So I do think that they're pretty accurate in what they're kind of storytelling futuristically. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but before no man's sky, it was one of the first games that you've ever played. You guys all collectively, that had interplanetary like farming of materials, right? There's another game I play called Space Engineers. Well, you, you've yeah. So Neo here, you've and played Elite a lot Dangerous. of you've played a lot of computer games that yeah. that have that. But I'm saying in terms of like a console game, it would be um, one of the first, right? Kind of. I mean, I mean probably the, the first to do it. Mass well. Effect was yeah. They did it in two. I know you would mine planets and stuff. You mine planets in two on one, which is really crazy, and one you actually landed on those planets and explored them. Yeah, right, that's like a rover. Two, rover. Yeah, that's two, the experience I had. Yeah, in two you could only land on about fifty percent of those planets. The other planets you would just scan for materials, which was a nice addition. But on the first one, like every planet that you clicked on, you were able to land on and explore, and there was usually oh, so they kind of down. Graded that. They it took sounds that like away. it. Well, but there about. were more planets in the second one. So oh, it probably okay. evened out. You just couldn't land on every single one. And I bet the second one had more diversity to those planets. The probably. First, the first game's planets were a little bland. Like there was mm-hmm. a, like a cave you could find that had some secret shit in it, but it was pretty much just plains and mountains. Yeah. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, um, to speak to the point you made about No Man's Sky being amazing, how you can start in space and then you watch the plane fly down. I know in that game, you had manual control. Yeah. And you could just fly yourself down to the planet, No Man's Sky. Uh, In any of the latter Mass Effect games, could you just fly straight to the planet? I'm talking not necessarily with your control, but like even like a a little mini video clip or something like that. Did did any of that take place? Or or was it a load screen? For Locke, it looks like no. It was it was both. It was a load screen, and then you landing on the planet with a video. It was you don't actually. No game has made it to where you land the ship on the planet. Star Citizen. Um, Sure, one day. Do that demo, (laughs) Um, man. No, I was was just asking because I never played them. It's not just. It's not like you click the planet, load screen, and then you're on the planet. They show a short little. Like video, video of you landing, Pretty and cool. then there's another quick load screen, and then you're on the planet. Yeah, great. Th- there is um, a game that we're going to talk about later that actually does that as well. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I'm really excited. I know there's a lot of hype around this game, mo- mainly because Bioware games are pretty successful for their storytelling. Mm-hmm. Um, you had the KOTOR series um, where 
where the second one had its flaws, mainly in the ending, but that wasn't really Bioware. That was Obsidian. Um, KOTOR being one of most critically acclaimed games on the original Xbox. Again, the story um, for the MMO, SWOTOR, is also very good. Right. And there's like seven different stories. Sure. Mm. So they've they've always excelled at this, and I think the stories... I know the third one got got bashed as far as um, the story went, but that was mainly because your character Shepard's story was ending, and I don't think they could have ever really made anyone completely happy with ending that arc in that trilogy. But I'm super excited for this. I'm super excited for it to be on next-gen to see what they can do with next-gen. I'm really hoping that it's a little bit more of an open world versus, you know, semi-open. You know, with the older games, you could land on planets, you did have social spaces, but you didn't have the ability to just go do what you want. There wasn't too, too many side missions. Um, a lot of it was your main missions that branched off into a few side missions. How did you, uh, you played Dragon Age? I am currently... I was just going to ask that. Actually. Yeah, so I've never played a Dragon Age, but I had, well, I've started Inquisition. I did and the same thing. Inquisition is gorgeous. And it's the same thing that Bioware excels at, and it's you fall in love with the characters themselves. Okay. So starting going back to Kotor, you know, I loved all of your your uh, shipmates that you met, and I loved doing their individual stories where you got to know them better, um, because they're really good at that. Mechanically, Inquisition is a little over the top. There's a lot to learn. There's a lot of things going on in Inquisition. I couldn't get past the opening. Right. So I, I played... I just knew I couldn't, I couldn't dedicate my time to, to learning this game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's a 100-plus hour game, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the type of game where I played the opening whole credits till I got gained control of my main character, which is probably 30 minutes, 45 minutes of gameplay. And then from there, it was... It, it just became very overwhelming. It's a game oh, that yeah. you must dedicate your time to completely. Yeah, you're not playing any other games when you're right. playing this. Yeah. But um, I got it when I got my Xbox One, and I'll have it forever. It's it's definitely a game that you can pick up even a year from now, and it would still hold to be good. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm excited for the for the uh, for more to come for um, the next Mass Effect game. Very excited. Cool. Yeah, yeah, me too. Okay. And I didn't play three. I only played two. Um, I loved it. I think it was one of the best space opera games where you felt like you were a, a person in in this sprawling galaxy and mm. it was it, it was good it was really good i'm i'm disappointed i never finished the series but um and i think have a lot of a, ways to do it so yeah play yeah. through it this is a good time to get all caught up baby i mean th- with andromeda coming out this is a really good time to just jump into a new story you don't have to worry about catching up right to a story it's like it's going to be fresh for everybody mm-hmm. it's a good um, streaming opportunity Oh, yeah, I should do that. Mass Effect is oh, actually... Man. The Mass Effect series is hugely popular on Twitch. When people start streaming it, people usually tune in. Mm-hmm. One, because there's a lot of fans of that game. Um, so if you're playing like a first playthrough and you title it Blind Playthrough, people will come just to see your reaction you, your reaction, yeah. and you playing it for the first time. Um, and it's also a game to play out on Twitch because you have three of them to play. You know, So there's, there's a lot, a of, lot content. of content there. Absolutely. Um, switching gears... The time has officially come. The wait is over. BlizzCon was this past weekend, and we have Sombra. Yes, we do. Finally. Yeah. I can can hear Flower (laughs) chanting right now. She's just like, it's over. So what do we know? Everything. Is is Sombra out? She is currently playable on the uh, public test 
server. So for just Overwatch. like you were able to play the new map before mm-hmm. it was out. So now mm-hmm. if you're playing in that. Um, yeah, I was actually, I, I deleted it this weekend. I don't know why I did that. That was really stupid of me. I reinstalled it before I got here. I'm going to okay. play with Sombra later tonight. Okay. I'll get back to you guys, let you know how it is next week. Cool. But um, I'm sure she'll be out for everybody to play in a week or two weeks. It's, awesome. It's not going to be that long. So what do we know about her character thus far? Everything. Um, so they announced her at BlizzCon. She did kind of like a like they were like they started the stream for BlizzCon up, and they did like a crazy hacking mm. thing, and then it interrupted the stream. And they thought it was all you know. They played the, their video. Of, she hacked the stream. She, she hacked. What's the happening? What you is guys? her deal? She's a hacker. Oh no! Oh, she's a hacker. She's totally a hacker. Yeah. Somber hacked our stream. Um, and they played. There's a new uh, video out on YouTube. You can watch. It's called uh, Infiltration. I believe is what they call it. Is that it. her story? That's her, yeah, it's like a six-minute, like, like uh, animated CGI feature. Thing. I believe I texted it to you guys. Yeah. I believe I did, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so they, and then they introduced her, and then later that, I guess, weekend, they released her uh, gameplay video, which shows you all, off all her moves. She's got a lot of cool stuff. Okay. Um, she has the ability to... Really oh, quickly, sorry. Yes. Uh, what category does she fall into? She's an assault. She's an She's offensive. She's an assault She's player. an fa- offensive okay. character, yeah. Wow. And actually, um, after seeing her moves and stuff, she reminds me very much of Tracer, Ooh. plus and minus some abilities. Okay. So she's got some cool things, and I'll tell you why I think she's like Tracer in a minute. Um, she has the ability to hack other players, so she will like stop you mid-special if you, if you get hacked by her. Mm. Um, she has the ability to throw down a, uh, like a little little beacon okay and then you can do your thing and then you recall to the beacon and it actually teleports you to wherever that beacon is that's why i think she's like tracer that's kind of cool she doesn't I throw all time like tracer does so you probably you won't get heal. back okay you probably won't heal but i throw let's say i throw it um against the wall i move forward over to the control point whatever 50 meters out mm-hmm. and i'm about to die I can, get I can go back to that beacon. You re- yeah Got you it. can totally recall to whatever move you are okay um I didn't mention also the hacking device. Also, um, you can hack uh, like health health packs that are on the field, and it'll prevent other players from using the health packs. Ooh, Enemy players, yeah. Interesting. interesting. Uh, so, like, she's an assault character, but but these abilities are are kind of under the utility umbrella. Know. You know, they may they are, they make me think of like what's a uh, Trobjorn and Junkrat? What what, what category are they in? They're so, they're support. No, they're not support. They're and called it would be defensive. Defensive because well, you have your you have your healers, but her her main weapon is a, a submachine gun. Okay, so she's very like blasty, like mm-hmm. like a uh, tracer, like tracer. Um, I don't know the one strength or two submachine one mm. one. So I don't know the strength or power of the okay. the gun yet. We I haven't played with her yet, but uh, apparently she's just a run around, get in your face, then get out of there. She also has a stealth. What's her uh, ultimate? Her ultimate is an EMP. Oh, so she'll geez. just she'll just stop everybody from using their abilities. The by EMP oh. they mean just ability cut off. So it'll just like stop everybody from using their. That's their another, thing. I mean, support kind of. You yeah. know, in a way, which is definitely cool. support. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But she does no healing at all. Right. Which is, I guess, what you consider support, except Symmetra, because she's not really support. Right. She's right. just she just puts a shield on. She puts a little like little, little shield on guy. you, but yeah. but she doesn't do that much damage either. She's just mainly well. That's not true. I see people well, use we her don't, offensively. Yeah, I mean, we yeah. don't know how much damage the SMG is going to do compared true. to a tracer. Because the tracer doesn't really do that much damage. No, she's totally an harasser. She right, just, she exactly. just gets in your face. She and chips away yeah, at your HP. You, annoys you. So mm. we don't know if we'll get somewhere in between a tracer and a reaper with the SMG. We don't yeah. know. So I guess it's we'll wait and see when once you finally get the player. What yeah, I'll let, like. you, I'll let you guys know. What um, do Speak, you have? Speaking of reaper, I just want to point out what I got up there. Oh. 
We got the to time die. to die. Little, little, uh, we get the the little reaper, bobblehead. The reaper, what are they vinyl. called again? Pop vinyl. Yeah, the reaper nice, pop man. vinyl. That's, That's awesome. But well, I was going to offer it to you. Die. What? Because you, you like to play reaper. Oh, don't do that. You keep it. Interest. Interest. You paid for you. it. That's don't, so sweet, you guys. I didn't pay That's for cute. it. You didn't. Let, you didn't let me finish it. He's like, I was going to offer it to you. I got fucking not. Fucking not. I'm keeping it. I'm keeping it. No, I got it in the um this month's um. Oh, in the loot box. Uh, yeah, loot crate gaming. Nice, so. nice, 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 nice. So yeah, what was? Do you have your your uh, finger on the pulse for the community? What was the what was the people feedback are, around Sombra? They're really excited about her. Um, more or less, everyone wants new characters. That's no no question about that. They like they like getting more stuff. Um, I have a question too. Do you yeah. think the ARG killed <laughs> some of the excitement? That's what I'm looking at right here. It like, didn't ultimately affect. The, everyone was really pissed at the ARG. That was probably the worst part. And I, I got this article I'm holding in my hand here. It says Blizzard on Sombra's Overwatch. Uh, I'm sorry, Overwatch's Sombra. We're not very good at ARGs, mm. you guys. <laughs> <laughs> they wanted to do something fun, but they didn't want to make it like a. They don't want to have. They want releasing characters to be like a fun event, right? Because sure. they're not going to do it that often. This isn't Heroes of the Storm, where Heroes of the Storm has been in a constant schedule of a character a month. Constantly since the game has gone to 1.0. I mean that's pretty impressive. I don't I don't code I don't develop games, but that seems like a breakneck development schedule. Um, not to mention balancing and oh yeah, f- coming up with the creative move sets of these characters and it's not an easy thing. And I don't no. I don't envy any person working on no, that. Not at all. Um, Living in their office. So yeah, um, they 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 really wanted to do something new with the somber announcement, but they didn't. They didn't like think about how this would like affect people and ch- test their patience yeah. almost. Um, so they'll probably do something different in the future. They say, and that's good. I'm glad they they really. If it's one thing Blizzard does really well with these games, it's listen to their community. Yeah, which I think is really great. Look, you can't knock them for trying. They went out there, <laughs> they gave it a shot. They wanted to get us excited. Yeah, you throw work. shit at the wall and you see what sticks. Yeah, this one didn't stick. I'm a um, I'm a huge Nine Inch Nails fan. I know you guys. Uh, I mean, you know, Nine Inch Nails. Yeah. Yeah, I um, too. Their album in 2007, Year Zero, was accompanied by a very cool alternate reality game. It started with a tour shirt that had certain letters italicized that then spelled a website that you could go to. There were certain like USB keys left in bathrooms at concerts that then would have like what? Uh, sound files that were like analyzed by like, Spectrograph and they found like, Just, like faces or other websites in there and it led to this whole network of sites that were like a fake uh, like blog or like news posting on like a, a future America. Oh my god! Yeah, it was. It, there was a lot of like that's an intense lore energy. and story around the album, and they played all that into, into wow. the pre-release. I mean, that's how you do it, right? Like there are phone numbers you could call that say you've been like hacked by like the Ministry of. It's like kind like of reminds me of American like whenever like Daft Punk were like privacy or some and shit. A, an album or a tour or something. It, right. it ultimately led to a concert. For people that were lucky enough to find like a certain cell phone hidden somewhere that received a call to tell them to come to oh a certain place, God. Yeah, they got I, into a bus and were like black bagged, like on their heads. <laughs> yeah, and, I, stu- and they, I studied this in college. They were playing the concert. It's a real thing. And then yeah. the concert got busted up by fake police with like fake riot gear and like smoke grenades and shit in well, the middle of of them playing a song. They've been doing ARG games yeah. since like the nineties. Well, they used to have. So AR- that's how you do an ARG, right? No, they used Shit to have like ARG that. games. It, yeah, that, but timing was definitely really key there. Oh, it was. Oh, yeah, and, absolutely. And, and one misstep could have like stuff was coming out at, that a, whole at thing a breakneck up. pace. Mm-hmm. People uh, were figuring things out in the community, like crowd figuring out things together. Yeah, but yeah, well, they were getting new 
new bits. Now with the that sounds good a lot more fun than waiting for Sombra. Oh, dude, if you if you have some free time, look yeah. up the look up those sites, look up the history of it because it's mm-hmm. pretty fascinating. Yeah, I mean, three months and in our current day and age of internet, way too long to wait for something like that to just happen. Go now, on. now yes. with the information superhighway, it's a little easier to find information out. I mean, they really got a yeah. challenge to do it. But back when these things started coming around, I mean, it was the nineties. A, a shit ton of these things like started coming around when the internet was very, very early. Yeah, well, Halo had uh, I Love Bees. I love oh, bees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. Love Bees. That was the name of the, the ARG campaign. Now, I wasn't a Halo player back in the day, so I don't know how it all tied into the story. Yeah, I don't remember that at all. But, but some, was... some ARG games required you to go to certain phone booths. Wow, this is like what happens when you don't have the internet. You don't yeah. know about the things that happened around you. Yeah, yeah you... like it has to, but like ARGs could be incredible and yeah. amazing, which is why this. Whole somber thing is kind of lame. You I mean, know? It's it wasn't per- really an ARG. It was just like trip. It's perfect crowd for you. Figuring out it was a just like a big tease. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, trip. It's perfect for you. I mean, you're into that. You know, solving oh, puzzles and figuring. I love it. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna yeah. So I love heart. bees was first advertised by a hidden message in Halo Two tra- in Halo Two's trailer. Players who investigated the website discovered that the pages appeared to be hacked by a mysterious intelligence. As players solved puzzles, listened to audio logs, were posted to the ilovebees.com site, which gradually revealed more of the fictional backstory involving a marooned artificial in- intelligence stranded on Earth and its attempt to put itself back together. Uh, 250,000 people viewed the I Love Bees website when it launched, and more than 500,000 returned to the site every time the pages were updated. Yeah, uh, I talked about her before. I don't remember this at all, and I I, I had an Xbox. You're like the this computer time. dude too. I, I love know, Be- I love I bees. Won numerous awards for its innovation and helped spawn numerous of other alternate reality games for video games. I uh, I talked I talked talked about her before, but Jane McGonigal, who uh, worked 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 at some point worked 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 at the uh, Institute of the Future. It happens uh, at the Institute of the Future. Sorry, I was talking about that. Yes, um, probably a hundred. Well, not not a hundred, but like a bunch of episodes ago. But uh, it would have been episode one. <laughs> she worked on a, she worked on a shit ton of those AR AR ARG games. Yeah, yeah. So, I um, mean, if you do it right, it's a fantastic way to tell a story because you don't just read about something; you're a part of learning and figuring something out. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm a big fan in general. So let's hit some more Blizzard news. Yes, we have um, Diablo three just got its next piece of DLC. Yeah, announced it's, it's or released. Not, it's not an expansion. Okay, I believe it's it, they released this trailer uh, just for a new character class. Wow, the Necromancer, fan uh, favorite okay. of Diablo two. It was, mm. I think, literally the only class I played when I played Diablo two. I don't think I tried any other class. Mm. Did they that not it. have it in three because it didn't work with the gameplay changes? And no, like I that? think no. They just wanted new classes. They all are technically like the only class that's like I really feel carried over is the Barbarian class. Because that that there's always that barbarians type person character yeah. in the Diablo games. Maybe the wizard too. Yeah, the sorcerer See, or I, whatever you know. I never played three, and I only played like Three's literally good. one day. I mean, it's, sorry, I never played two at all. Played about one day of three, oh so I don't two, know what the I've, um the hours, know, archetypes are or the, I've lost the styles two. of gameplay. Yeah, yeah, the hours I lost to two are just absolutely absurd. Um, but yeah, this whole trail the whole trailer for the this the necromancer. I might have to get back into Diablo and try it out. Think yeah. so? Yeah, I still have it. I have the, the latest expansion. It's still a good game. Now, what's the what's the deal with Diablo one coming to Diablo three? What have you have you heard this? Is are, wait, is this like about like the remaster? So, so the original Diablo has returned in a Diablo three anniversary patch. 
So the original Diablo is playable in the darkening of the Tristam Diablo anniversary patch. Oh. The area features the four main bosses from the first game, the original music, and graphic filters to make Diablo 3 look like the original. The dungeon is 16 levels deep, and play and player character movement is limited to eight directions like it was in the original. Oh, my God. The patch will be on the public test realm next week, which people are trying are like I'm scratching their head. Diablo three. It's this is <laughs> happening. So there, people are scratching their head at how they're putting Diablo one inside, inside of Diablo three right. in a specific Diablo, area. Diablo Diablo one. Oh, this is easy. This is really easy. I'll tell you exactly how they're going to do it. I'm just I've guessing. never played. I'm a Diablo just guessing. Game, this is so not me know. actually saying this is it. But you, your informed opinion is going to tell us. Correct from my history of Diabloing. Inging. I uh, so the original Diablo took place in one area. You literally just you literally you you there was a, just uh, a courtyard, mm-hmm. Tristram. You were in the town of Tristram, and a ch- big church. The church was the game. You would just go down floors and floors right. of the church, and it would randomly generate these floors. Oh. So essentially, they're just going to make a dungeon. They're probably going to multiple floors. Yeah, they'll rebuild Tristram because it's in Diablo three. Uh, the area of Tristram. I'm, I keep saying it. Wrong, I think. It's Tristram. 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 Uh, the way that it is spelled. You want to know the way it's spelled? Yeah. Yeah, Hit it. Um, Hit it. It is, excuse me, because I closed that window. Um, T-R-I-S-T-R-A-M. Tristram. 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 Cool. Tristram. Mystery solved. So yeah, um, that area of Tristram is in Diablo 3. It's all broken down and, and disheveled because of over the years. Yeah. But rebuild it, they can remodel it, then put the church back together, and then boom, you're in the original Diablo game. Now, it's very interesting that they're doing this for Diablo when they've commented on not wanting to remaster Warcraft 1 or Warcraft 2. They did mention that. So I, I'm reading. They said the, it wasn't fun, right? Yeah, I'm reading the quotes from Blizzard co-founder, and to be honest, I kind of agree with him. Now, maybe that's because I never played the war. I, I am not realistically, I'm not a Blizzard person because mm-hmm. I don't. I've never really had a gaming PC, so Overwatch is really the my first, exposure in, into Blizzard, right? But. So this is what he said, and then we can discuss it. So he said, We are fortunate enough to have all of the original source code and assets to everything we've done in the past. But actually, it turns out it's really hard to access that stuff, unlock it, and figure out how it all works because we're old and we've forgotten. <laughs> we had some dedicated folks that were passionate about, about the idea to dig up the Warcraft 1 assets and code. They got it working, and they got it running in a window, and I played it. Warcraft Orcs and Humans was awesome for its time. I promise you, in today's world, by today's standards, it's just not that fun anymore. We have limited resources with everything that we've chosen to do. We would much rather work on amazing content for World of Warcraft for you guys or for Overwatch. We're evaluating what a future project pipeline might be and devote our time to that rather than going back and digging up those fossils. I see what they're saying. It's an old DOS game. It's an old DOS game. I kind of have to agree with them. Is it it just... You just... We have this intrinsic want or need to feel nostalgia as much as possible mm-hmm. and with the remasters i don't think it's i don't think it's bizarre for a gamer to say remaster these games that i used to love to play but i i i commend them for saying this game shouldn't be remastered because you don't remember what it was really like to play this game 
Wait, can you, can you just read the be- the beginning of that quote real quick from the them? The very, very beginning? Yeah, it was like one specific line. We are fortunate enough to have all of the original source code and assets to everything we've done in the past. Uh-huh. But actually, it turns out it's really hard to access that stuff, unlock it, and figure out how it all works because we're old and we forgot. Okay, yeah, I just wanted to hear that and say that again. <laughs> yeah. Um <laughs> So this uh, something similar came up recently with them um, with World of Warcraft. A lot of players uh, run were running vanilla servers. Correct. I'm talking about like War, World of Warcraft 1.0. Yeah. It was running for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a while. And then Blizzard was like, "Yeah, we don't feel like releasing anything like that because we don't think it's fun anymore." And that's obviously not the truest of things because people out there still think that's fun and still want to play the vanilla World of Warcraft. But you can still play the original games, can't you? World of Warcraft. I'm talking, we're talking about... Well, no, I'm just saying, I'm, I'm going back to Warcraft. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, can, yeah, yeah. you can play you Warcraft. You totally play Warcraft, Warcraft yeah, yeah. Too. yeah. Right, here, so... Here's my thing. Yeah. Um, there are people that love to play these games because they have played them in the past. Mm-hmm. Like, I would sit down with Starcraft and play the shit out of it, right? But... Which is I, getting if, remastered. If I had never... But just yeah. If I had never played right? StarCraft, would the new no, would the first game hold my attention now? I don't know. Like is it complexity that we want now as gamers? Like what's the thing that makes these old games I think, boring or not fun? I think it's the mechanics. story and people do care about the story of Warcraft and StarCraft. This and and people who are playing StarCraft 2, which is currently a very I guess popular game. Mm-hmm. I haven't really been playing it, but um People play it, and there's a huge story involved in that game. So to go back and play StarCraft One and not worry about the way it looks and the way it handles on your, like you know, the way it feels on your computer, mm-hmm. I think that's pretty cool. People who never played it before can play it. What were you gonna say? Folks? Uh, I was just gonna say there's a guy on um, some website, YouTube, maybe I don't know where I the saw the internet. It. Yeah, somewhere on the internet who rages in videos or at least in this one video he was raging and it was really hilarious how his editing was good and how he put it together but his point of the video was the complexity of of you know he hates every game that has like a story that has any kind of extra cut scenes or stories or any of that. Was this actually just Kevin Oates on a secret YouTube channel? No, uh, Kevin Oates He's I like think a... Kevin Oates showed it to me. Oh did he? Yeah. Because <laughs> Kevin Oates thought it was great. Yeah. Um, but I, I understand his point. It's like it's a merger. It's the, the the whole thing that we kind of built this podcast on. This whole concept of of media converging. Um, so your your video games are now merging with your movies, and the movie narratives are now crossing over. And, and now they're trying to make the two um, mediums come together. And well, like Assassin's are, Creed is going to be story that sure. isn't part of a game, but exists in the same universe as the games that I personally think that so. the, the, the intellectual property for Assassin's Creed would, would work better as a movie. And, and like the fact that it became a game became boring to people because it just became a collector, you know, like constantly mm-hmm. collecting things. So I think it's completely understandable for somebody to completely, you know, react poorly to the fact that people are forcing this upon them when all they want to play is a game, you know? They don't want to play. Yeah, they, a movie. they they feel like gameplay over narrative. So as they start, as people as they start putting these narratives in there and all this crap that they don't. And the, the, watch the video. I don't, I don't remember who it's by. So, but, but it's I, this is this guy's opinion, right? It's just right. an opinion. Do you yeah. think the 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 story or lack of story is playing into the the Blizzard guy's decision to say this is boring or this is not playable today? No, no, I think, no, I think, I think it's mechanical. Yeah, it's mechanical. 
purely I think, mechanics. I think if you if you truly care enough about the lore of Warcraft, you c- wouldn't mind going back and playing the original games. That if we want to continue getting new characters in Overwatch, if you want your your Hearthstone support, if you want all of these things from this company, going back and wasting hours on something that's not truly important to be remastered, I think is worth the call instead of getting a remastered game that's half-assed and the next Overwatch character being half-assed. I think it's okay. Just like it's just like EA saying we're not going to remaster any one of our golden titles that have made us a ton of money because we want to keep doing the future. Like we're living in a world right now where everything's being remastered. You're playing a remastered game right now. Yeah. I just was going through the Xbox store and found out that they're doing an Ezio trilogy remaster for Xbox One. Ooh. It's going to be terrific. Right. Again, but we, we don't but need we that it shit. Already. We don't need it. <laughs> no, we don't need it. Right. We, we have Skyrim to- makes sense because there's mod support. That's it. Right. That's the only That's reason. That's the only reason. Yeah, no, we fucking, don't, no fucking way am I going like, back and play, playing Morrowind. The, it's not happening. Well, well first <laughs> of all, you should because it's fucking fantastic. But I know. Anyway, I played it. But anyway, <laughs> I guess the point that I'm making is we're getting remasters that are better than the games that are coming out that are supposed to be new and groundbreaking because they can't do both. So give me a fucking new game and stop remastering the games that I've already fucking spent money on. Yeah, and if you're going to well remaster said. it, Make something else compatible. Mods. Whatever. Yeah, Don't that, just give me another change. game. Call it something different just so I could play it on a console I already own. Mm-hmm. So for them to say, you know what? There might be fans out there that wants it. It's not off the table because we have the assets, but right now we have no plan on doing it. Like Diablo 1 inside of Diablo 3 is just giving you the feel of Diablo 1, not remastering Diablo it's, 1. It's literally just more content for Diablo 3. Right, yeah. which is smart. It's a smart, mm-hmm. And they're a smart company, and I get it. Um, so any backlash they're receiving on that, in my opinion, is you know just a bunch of angry kids. I well, think I guess Di- not Diablo really kids, are, are nostalgic pl- players. I sure. think they'll be okay with it. Sure. Something tells me they'll be fine. I had a pre-order for yeah. the Bioshock collection, but I canceled it. Why'd you cancel it? Because I, there's nothing... Mm. Here's another fucking problem I have. Go. Sorry, I'm just letting it all out now. With what Rip I said? It. No, no, not you. With Bioshock. Yeah, yeah. you got to stop fucking pre-ordering another, shit. An- well, that's a whole other fucking <laughs> into the mind of Felix Hergood, but we don't need to get down that rabbit hole. It's 50 we'll be, bucks. We'll be fucking... Oh, I can get the 50 we'll be bucks 50 levels deep. We'll be 50 levels deep yeah, in a dungeon before we figure out the answer to that. <laughs> um, mm. So Bioshock Collection, perfect example. I own every Bioshock game. So do I. Right? Can't play it. You know Why? they made a remaster so now that's not going to be backwards compatible dishonored i own it that's not going to be backwards compatible because they made a remaster and they're going to want to sell the Wait, remaster no, which is you fucking stupid for your copies. you yeah. didn't have backwards compatibility up until a year ago sure so that means all these companies were already on the path to making remasters for all these games I don't understand your point. You're, I'm saying you're lucky right now to have backwards compatibility. Two years ago, they said it wasn't even going to be possible. They didn't. They, this wasn't even something they were going to work on. But no, then sure. they came out and said it. But you don't understand Locke's point. I do understand Locke's point. Like, well, now you can't. My, play, you've already bought Bioshock, is what you're saying. My yeah. point is, and so, you can't play it on the current hardware. Correct. But you bought it for Xbox 360. Sure. So the compromise is but, they do right. fucking both. They're exactly. Not, that's the compromise. But they're not going to. But they're not going. They're going to support the games. Yeah. Like, so fuck them. Like ga- the games that aren't going to be remastered. <laughs> that's exactly. Yeah, my that's, point. That's that's my point. And so here, th- here's the thing: if if a game can like Red Dead, okay, for example, Red Dead was ported 
They could have made a remaster, but they didn't because Rockstar. Mm-hmm. So they so they, they poured a game. Looks better than most of the remasters that we've gotten, yes. first of all. And it's the original game. It, it, Leads me to believe if you wanted to release a remaster with additional content, updated graphics, whatever, you could still sell that to people that want that while still being able to port a game. Because you're not doing much more work to port it, to my understanding. Xbox had to do all of the support for multi-disc games. So if you wanted to, you could. Mm -hmm. However, to me, they seem like greedy bastards, which leads me to my my next point, Infinite Warfare. Yes. Uh Uh-oh. Jesus. So with the trans, did it really good. So good. good. Infinite fucking warfare is a piece of hot garbage. Okay? Yeah. So yet again, we get another Call of Duty game, whatever. I don't really care if you're a Call of Duty fan because you just need to fucking get over it. They release another game. And to get the game I want, I really, really, really want it because COD 4 is one of my most favorite multiplayer games. I have to spend $80 to get Infinite Warfare. Which is a shitty game. Which is a shitty game that I have no desire to play. Actually, I've been playing it. So even a little I'll, bit. <laughs> I'll input you guys. Even a little bit. Yeah. And this is, this, is, this is complete <laughs> assumption, just going off of the last Call of Duty game that I actually did buy and have only played a handful of times. Which is Black, Black Ops, Ops two? What? No, three. three. Oh, three. They yeah. were the third one. Yeah, yeah. great. So, <laughs> to this greedy little pieces of garbage is they know that if they released it at the same time, no one would buy their new game, Mm-mm. and everyone would buy their old game. And you know what's sad is on Twitch, everyone's playing the old game, and no one's playing the new game. Yep. Call of Duty 4 has more viewers at any given time than Infinite Warfare does. And they've said that they don't have any plans currently to release it as a standalone title. So what's going to happen is after holiday, after your Black Friday sales, after Christmas, and everyone spends the money on it. Remastered. And they've soaked up all of the money they can, they'll then release it as a standalone. A remaster. And that's fucking bullshit. Well, it's already remastered. Yeah, yeah. Oh. No, it's oh, remastered. A, a standalone. They'll, 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 they'll do a standalone. So if you buy Infinite Warfare for sixty dollars, you do not get no. Call of Duty Four remastered. I see. No, I, w- I, I was under the impression that's that's all. If that was the case, I would do it because I would spend sixty dollars on Call of Duty Four. It, it's a game, right? Right. I will not spend more money simply because you know I will to get something that I want. So you can boast numbers mm-hmm. for a game that I don't want. Mm-hmm. And I have 10 friends that I play Destiny with. They all spend $80 because they all wanted to play COD 4. What they're doing is working. But I am holding out for as long as I can. That's why I got to get the, the computer fixed. So I can stream again. So we can grow our following. And I can yell about this shit. On, live on the you, stream, you are yelling Yell about it now. Make I'm YouTube, doing it now. Make YouTube videos, but the streaming needs to be another. This isn't the platform. only thing that Activision has done. Oh, I know. To upset the COD de- uh, fan base, I know. From the PC side, they released it simultaneously from Steam and mm. on the Windows 10 store. And the Windows 10 store and Steam do not play with each other. How you is can, that so? You cannot play multiplayer with Steam people if you buy it from Windows 10. So people have been requesting refunds because the servers are empty, bare. They're barren. 
the Windows store? The Windows 10 server? store yeah. servers, yes. So who, so I have a question, because this is, this is something that I don't know. Because, and maybe because it's relatively new, because Windows 10 store is a newer platform. Mm-hmm. Activision has servers, they're running the servers, but they're running it depending on where you buy it. Right. So the, before, people only had servers that were for Steam, but now that we have a new platform, developers are now having a separate server, so it's like a PlayStation and an Xbox? Yeah, I believe... Comparison? I believe Activision was just left it to Windows to, to run their run the uh, Call of Duty servers. Oh, really? Yeah, and I don't even know if there's any like dedicated servers you can like make, like like players usually make. I'm not sure about that. Wow. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of bad, and um, it's it, the active users is so low. They've off I already have been offering refunds for people, which that's is incredible, kind of insane. Um, well, that's because nobody buys that game for the campaign. Yeah, yeah. I Realistically, mean, the majority I, of players buying a Call of Duty play gets it for the multiplayer. Right. Like there if, are there's, pe- if there's no community, then there's... And you know what? T- to be fair, the community on PC for Call of Duty is not that big to, to begin with. Right. It's mostly a console It's game. very much a console multiplayer game. Sure. Yeah. I mean, it's developed for console, mm-hmm. realistically. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what? I have another thought on this fucking other garbage. They actually made Call of Duty 4 backwards compatible originally. However, it was being modded, so they stopped supporting it and then announced the remaster. So they no. didn't patch the people that were cheating in it, got they, rid of it. They took it away. And then made the remaster and now aren't selling it as a standalone. That's some bullshit. It's Literally thievery. Thievery. And I'm really upset about it. I did, it pl- I did play, um, I played Modern Warfare 2. Great the fucking se- game. The, se- the sequel to that game. Yeah. And I played... Modern Warfare 3. Also great. I have both of those because you gave them to me when I bought your PlayStation. Yeah. And uh, I did enjoy the stories of both of those games. No, they don't get me wrong. They yeah. the, the earlier modern, like the first Call, Call of Duty 4 had an amazing campaign. The that, second that one was, was incredible that was mo- as well. That's Modern Warfare 1. Yes. Yeah. Modern Warfare 1, 2, and 3 all had pretty great campaigns. Yeah. They are great, but people buy those games for the multiplayer. Multiplayer, yeah. yeah. I'm not going to argue that. So it's just me ranting. Because now I'm going to have to maybe wait six, seven months. Who knows if I'll ever be able to buy the game please, by itself. Please hold out the whole way. I'm not doing Do it. Do your best. Yeah. No, I'm, no be I'm not. In. No, I'm not. Everybody else on my friends list has caved. Well, you did Every just, single person. Hold on. For the record, you did just buy Battlefield 1. So you, you I will did. have a game to play. So, so, so they're trying to pad their numbers, right? They're, they're doing this because they know they have fans that will buy, will spend any amount of money to get Call of Duty 4, right? However, Battlefield 1 has had the biggest launch in DICE's history, okay? In 22 years, they have not had a launch of this scale. They have not yet released their numbers, but they have given us a few um, things to think about. 50 t- 59 million accumulative hours have been spent in the first-person shooter. Nine millions of those has been spent inside operations. 32 million battle packs have been earned. 842,000 carrier pigeons have been deployed. And 123,000 horses have been killed in combat. I don't even know what the carrier pigeon is. What do you do with that? No idea. Don't haven't played it yet. Oh, cool. Let me know. You know, while we're playing, EA isn't totally innocent in this whole thing either. Absolutely not. They did something I think was incredibly bold of them, and they they sent Titanfall 2 to die just to be Call of Duty. Do you know? 
They sent it to die. They sent it to die. They released in the past two weeks. They released Battlefield One and Titanfall Two. Oh, right. So, so you right think before they, s- they split their market, they they wanted to. I think they this is them throwing uh, a bunch of basketballs at a dartboard. Is that a good analogy? I don't. Know. I, I mean, I, I, they want to stop. <laughs> Here's the problem that. They, their, their EA's goal is to beat Activision in their Call of Duty machine. Absolutely. Yeah. But they're never going to. The no. reason being is Titanfall and and Battlefield 1. I can't speak to Titanfall. However, a player that plays Battlefield 1 does not play Call of Duty because they're two completely different types of shooters. This is this is what EA was saying. So, You're pretty much quoting EA. That's pretty funny because yeah. I haven't read it. So Battlefield yeah. 4... It's massive. It's mm-hmm. you get an individual combat. You die regularly. You, you're it's it's a thirty five minute game to or even longer. Call of Duty is small scale. It's quick, twitchy, it's yeah. twitchy. You don't have to wor- really worry about aiming all that much. There's it's hit scan like a player. There are very few people that play both. And if I'm a fan of Battlefield, I'm a fan of Battlefield. And if mm-hmm. I'm a fan of Call of Duty, I'm a fan of Call of Duty. And realistically, as much as I love Battlefield and as much as I love that series over Call of Duty, now playing multiple Battlefield games, you'll never, you'll See, never be able to break that unless you changed your Battlefield. I think, I think that's where Titanfall 2 comes into place because they're ex-Call of Duty developers. They're very futuristic kind of shooters, okay. if you think about it, which is the direction that Call of Duty has been going for the past couple of years. Sure. So I feel like this is Titanfall was their way of trying to fill that that Call of Duty gap. Battlefield and and Titanfall are both EA titles, but the developers are different, right? Battlefield and Titanfall. Yes. But they're all they're both yes, published they're under, by EA. They're, yeah, they're, they're under the they're EA. They're distributed umbrella. by EA. Correct. Um, Dice's Battlefield and Titanfall is Respawn. Mm. Respawn I mean, is also Titanfall, working on a, spider, uh, on a Star Wars game. Too, I mean, by the Titanfall way. has been pretty popular, and what I've watched, yeah. like I didn't play Titanfall one, and I know it wasn't. I, did. I know it yeah. wasn't super successful, but there were a core people that played that. No, game. It was actually really successful on Xbox One. Oh, it this was, was sure. This was the first big first person shooter that came out at the the first year of Xbox One's life. Well, it was also super popular because no one else had anything else to play. Correct. That's exactly right. that's why it's so, so much. Yeah. So, but it different, fell off. way different environment, yeah. Right. So, from what I've seen for Titanfall 2, it looks really great. It it's, does. It's, I've been hearing good things. Yeah, it's I it, it I would say it's a good mix of Call of Duty and Battlefield because you do get the grand scale with the mech suits and you do get the smaller quicker twitchier gameplay when you're not in a mech suit so i mean i'm all for stopping the call of duty machine but i just don't think it's that easy and see my problem is now when i said they sent titanfall 2 to die this means that because of battlefield and call of duty's name recognition alone they're going to sell more copies and what happens when your game sequel doesn't sell then you're probably not going to make a third one and if they just only made the release date maybe december or or in the first quarter of next year, then we could have had a bigger fan base for Titanfall and we all could have probably gotten it and talked well, about it a little I, bit more. Don't you think they wanted to just get it out before the fucking they w- they Black wanted, Friday sales? They wanted to get it out before Call of Duty. That's that's what I'm saying. Or the Black Friday sales. They want to make money. I don't know. That. Well, because Call of Duty is going to sell a lot day one. Any, I don't see, I don't, I don't think the Black Friday matters. I don't think that, I don't think so. Mm. Not, not for, not for Call of Duty. Not now. for, lo- not for, not when they look at the first, couple days of launch as their big 
prime window for sales. Yeah, they you want. I mean? If anything, you'll get a, a small, yeah. small discount. Like mm-hmm. not even really worth a discount. But um, granted, Titanfall probably will be discounted heavily if it doesn't. Oh, if it doesn't sell as much the absolutely. first week or two, yeah. then yeah, we'll I probably mean, you, see some you, discounts near the end of Titanfall One. You could when it was on sale, it was five dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, last piece of news that I wanted to talk about, only because I think it's pretty incredible and it's gotten me sparked Wait, wanting to sorry, play it I'm again. I'm going to interrupt you. I'm so sorry. It's okay. I played Infinite Warfare a little bit. Oh, I'm gonna sorry. Bring us, I'm going to bring us back to the beginning of the podcast when you were when you were talking about uh, Felix bringing us into space, the whole transition from space. Well, I've been playing the campaign for Infinite Warfare. Okay. It's it's pretty crazy. It's a pretty cool campaign, actually. Okay. Um, there is a scene where they actually have you transition a lot of times between... Uh, you have a, a spaceship, that, mm-hmm. like a fighter pilot spaceship you get into. So there are sequences where you'll be on ground fighting. You fight your way to your ship, get in your spaceship, and then you instantly transition from the nice. planet to atmosphere. That's, that's awesome. Like, it's like one of the first things that happens in the yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, then you're all of a sudden you're in a fighter pilot, and you're now playing a different kind of game. Interesting. Very interestingly enough. And then, yeah, and then you, you like actually... A, like a- Space duel? Like a space like dog Star fight. Wars? Yeah, thing? like a space dog fight. Oh, that's crazy. pretty cool. Um, yeah, and all of a sudden you're in like these dog fight, this dog fight sequence. Land on your big capital ship in space and you actually have your own quarters and your own place to upgrade your ship. And okay, that actually sounds really cool. And, stuff. and um, you, uh, this is, see, I haven't played Call of Duty since Black Ops 1. So I'm familiar with... a great game. It was. It was the last one I played, and it was just. But it was just a linear story. Yeah. Where you just you're going from point to point to point. Absolutely. Next chapter. Point. 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 Yeah. This one, you actually get like a down. You get downtime in this capital ship to change your loadouts for to deploy for missions, and you get a galaxy map where to choose where to deploy. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So they changed it up a little bit. I thought that was really interesting. For no, Call of Duty that game. is. Yeah. That is. I, I hadn't heard. I haven't heard a single thing about the campaign. And you probably won't. So I don't. Yeah. I don't know. Because everyone's ca- playing COD Four Remastered. True. True. Yeah. But that, no, I, I like the idea of opening it up. I mean, Call of Duty is one of the first people to do an RPG based shooter, mm-hmm. right? Or, like like or do it well, yeah. or do it well at least. So to hear that maybe their campaign starting to open up those elements even a little bit is yeah, interesting to see that they're a trying little to evolve bit deeper. that. Yeah. It makes them a little bit deeper. Yeah. But yeah, I just had to mention that. Did I, I, did I mention that on that last show when I talked about Battlefield 1 or whatever, did I mention how much I liked the campaign? You did. Had yeah. I played it at that point? Yeah, you, you, play, you talked about like the tank, the tank crew okay, good. that you play with. I just want to make yeah. sure. It's just, very much like Fury. Yeah, I'm reaffirming yeah. that. So Nice. It's yeah. fucking great. These, these are all games I want to play, but, you know, time. Now, a game that I may have to revisit... Um, based off of this um, surprise reveal, is The Division's upcoming survival expansion will feature a new game mode that turns the shooter into a multiplayer survival game. On a live stream today via Kutaku, um, we get an optional mode that will be released that will take place on the same full map as the base game, but with a twist. A blizzard has covered the city, and Division agents need to reach the center of Manhattan to retrieve vital antiviral drugs. The, helito- the helicopter carrying the agent crashes, obviously, and up to 24 players are scattered around the map with the goal of reaching the center before succumbing to death from extreme conditions. Starting with only low-level gear, a pistol, and no skills, players will have to manage hunger, sickness, cold, and dehydration to survive. Oh, my God. To battle these conditions, Sounds players... Sounds awesome. Two more paragraphs, and then we can discuss it. To battle these conditions, players need to scavenge the map to find supplies and better gear. Clothing items now carry a cold rating on them, meaning some will warm you better than others. Shelter and fire barrels will also help to keep you warm. 
New hideouts have been added where players can go for crafting. He wants to talk so bad. The mode can be played by anyone who has the DLC regardless of level, and both PvP and PvE options will be available with no respawning or minimap. Those that complete the mode and reach the center without dying will earn the best rewards. No release date for survival expansion, which was delayed earlier this year, has been given, but PC players who purchased the Division season pass before last Thursday will be able to try this out in a beta version of the game mode starting today. Holy shit. Wow. They have been busy. That's huge. Like, wow. I don't even... Like, that's a different game. Yeah. It's an, it's an entirely different game. And for yeah. that reason, I'm probably not going to jump back in just to play it on principle. Like, it sounds fun, but... They don't deserve it. too much for me to play besides that, and mm -hmm. I'm not going to reinstall I, it. See, when Look, I first started Division, I thought fun. that was going to be my I'm, destiny replacer. I'm not going right. to. You know what I mean? I might have flocked Jimson. Oh, I'm definitely playing it. Okay. I have no qualms with it at all. That, to me, for, a PC, for, for not having a PC and not being able to play a game that does that already... That gives me a survival-based shooter. You're talking about like DayZ or, exactly. or uh, H1Z1. Exactly. Those, yeah. I will not play those games because I don't have the capability of playing those games as of now and as of the immediate future. So to have a game already installed that can do this, a game that I truly enjoyed but hit a wall with, have a completely different spin on it, gives me something that I've always wanted to do. Sounds like it'll be an additional menu option when you first get into the game. Probably Maybe. like a, probably you know, like a like matchmaking option. survival and then Maybe. you're going into a lobby. See, the, the, the problem with Division is we're also judging it based off of vanilla. Like, I didn't play, the, yeah. I didn't play the first expansion with the raid. I didn't play anything since they've... Like, we st I stopped before the raid came out. So I don't even know what that's like. Last time I played was with you guys. So That was before the raid. we stopped, we just stopped. So... Uh -huh. Whilst there's definitely frustrations about what they promised and what they didn't deliver on, I think this is worth me testing and seeing what they've corrected. Because we did it with Destiny. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But right? correct me if I'm wrong. This is something you have to pay for to get, right? You will have to pay for this DLC. No, yep. I, I think what he's talking about is is going back into the division and boning up on, on all the changes they made, you know, before the, they release this, so yeah. you can familiarize yourself with the mechanics that they've changed and menus, all that stuff. That's but what he's saying. To get up to this point, you have to buy all of the DLC to get to this. You have to get the season pass content, yeah. essentially. Oh, As, I, I, to, to get caught up. Well, this right. says no matter what level you are. Oh, no, I think I bought the season pass. So, so it, you have access I to all of this. Yeah, I, I mean, I the, the game. I do not have. I do not have the season pass. So there's only been one piece of DLC that's come out, so, which oh, gives you, which gives you the second deal, which gives you the second raid. So the first raid came with the base game. It just came out in an update. They've released one piece of DLC, which is underground, which is you do an underground raid through the subway system. I honestly thought that all their content was mm -hmm. out. Everything that everything that's come out besides underground content has been released free through patches and through fixes. So what did the season pass even get you? Well, they're still supporting the game. Oh. So this is their second piece of DLC, and I'm assuming there's a there's a third piece of DLC cuz I think that's what they announced. So I think it's for me I think it's worth jumping in, walking around, see what's see what's there. And if I like what I'm doing, then I, I will gladly, like I said, the reason for me is because I can't get Daisy. 
I can't get H1Z1. I can't get Rust. I can't get any of these games that give me a competitive, realistic shooter and or first person experience. Yeah, and this actually RPGifies it, which actually kind of makes it interesting. So I, I mean, depending on how much that standalone piece of DLC is, and if I can play it without buying Underground, like if I could just spend twenty to thirty bucks on Survival, to me that's worth it. If if what they've changed to the base game is good, if I if I like what I see. Yeah, because you know. I'd be reluctant to go back in if it's they aren't good changes, I right? Mean, and and I agree with you. If there's a lot of people who are still gaming the system, and oh yeah, you know, and I yeah, fu- I fucking glitch it. I mean, like, when we the last time we heard, they had released like a three page game fix for like a million different things. Yeah. So no, who no. knows? Who no, knows? I, every all I my complaints are pre game. Oh man. Like I got, so, I got killed by somebody like a super level when I was in the DZ, right? And I went, okay, I'm out. See ya. Goodbye. And I mean, I can see. I mean, I have. I I don't mind being the guinea pig for you. I can let you know. Please report mm. back. And, and we and don't even. What, I don't even know when the deal. It says they still have no, no plan on this, yeah. on the release. When so. you you came up to me in midweek and you were like, uh, I might be getting back into the division this before this. Whenever you said this, you were like, I might be getting back in the division. My response was, Yeah, let me know. But I wasn't sure if you took that after I said it to you. I was like, Did he just think I said that like kind of sarcastically? Like. Yeah, let no. me know. Yeah. I know I knew you would hop back in yeah. it if it was worth if it was worth hopping Because I in. legitimately wanted you to just go in for me, do some recon. Like dysfunctional <laughs> my buddy Josh, dysfunctional. He, he kept playing. He maxed out, just like we max out in Destiny. And he only stopped playing it because he hit a wall just like you stop playing Destiny as much once you hit the end game. So it'll be cool for him to Sherpa me through where I'm at because shit, I'm like I don't even know. Like, I probably have no gear, no we, level. We just got the gear score system when we stopped playing. So I don't even have it. Oh, probably. I, st- I stopped playing before that. Right. Yeah. And well. yeah, gear, you're right. Gear well, score I, I like the huh? gear score system when they introduced that. That was a good I mean, there, there's certain things. Like, I really loved some of the abilities. I really loved the weapons, the way the weapons fired and sounded and everything. It was just they didn't have the content in which they promised us. The coolest draw for me was New York City, near scale. Yeah, and and still like cool. running up and down those streets was still yeah, it was really cool. But how how long does that right keep it you? Can't keep yeah. you for the. I, I enjoyed the going into the DZ time. by myself and seeing if I could survive, which it, was also fun. The but gun again, modifications were pretty amazing too. Like all the systems in place of this game were pretty good. I just the, the drop off point was just way too sudden. Like you just hit mm. you hit that wall really hard. Yeah, you're talking about that wall, but you do hit it and. There, I fell off real quick. There's a lot of comparisons with The Division and with Destiny, mm-hmm. obviously, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, a lot of pros and cons for each game. Um, for me, speaking personally, I think the reason why I'm willing to stick with Destiny and I'm not willing to stick with The Division um, comes down to developer support, how they handle the issues that they already had on the game. Um, believe it or not, the story. Because you... What? you, you hold, I'm, I'll, I'll feed you. You could argue <laughs> yeah. that both of these games don't have a story or don't have a story that's interesting. I would argue that Division has more of a story. I would agree yeah, with you. Yes. It has more of a of a traditional like they, narrative they set story. up they like you know virus city. Yes. You're in there yeah, to stop that you know, story. You know. I didn't give a shit about. No. Because it was no, like bland, not. it was cookie cutter. But it was there. Right. Destiny's yeah. story was disjointed <laughs> and all over the place, but there's a lot more in the lore that I as a player enjoy experiencing. A lot of people don't and won't fish that out. And that's fine. 
There was but not a grimoire equivalent in the division. There didn't need to be. The division was there, like there. There, there oh, were just had, those. There were the augmented well, yeah, reality. Yeah, the audio logs audio, and yeah, things like the, that. The, the AR, AR things that yeah. you would see. You would see the stories that happened in the city. Like the, yeah. the, the city. You're right. Was very much like a part of the story. Yeah, just being there. The yeah. game was like a uh, Olympus has fallen or like Die Hard. Like mm-hmm. it was just like. Sure. Action movie. Yeah. Boom. Simple. I enjoy how how deep Destiny's story can go if you find it. Uh, and if you look for it and search it out and find the hints in the game, it's a little thing, but I think it's a big enough thing to keep me interested in the in the game and in the subject matter um, and the updates. Yeah, I think it's I don't know. I mean, I'm going to I'm going to jump back in and give it a shot and see if I still want to just not play it again. But I think. I, I like them trying still. I mean, it's not easy to make a it's game been so of this. So many months. Well, I mean, without any word, for, uh, at least in. And I always have my ear to the community, you know. Right. So like, it's kind of weird going this long without hearing anything. Now they're like they're back. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if they realized what they were getting into. Just like I don't think if Bungie, I don't think Bungie realized what they were trying. Yeah, to they do seriously when they might be communicating with Bungie just to know how they well, how they went about. Hey, how did you guys fix this stuff? Not how did you fix it. That. But Bungie, like, Bungie was very consistent with their uh, their communication and their updates and all their patches like Rise of Iron and, yeah, and the Beast Below. What was it? Dark Below. Dark Below. It's see the, the those the, were game changing updates. The different you know? they were the yeah. difference between and I don't want to to go too long because we're already over. But the 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 hard thing for the division is Destiny has a community following because of Twitch streamers. Right. So there's like four or five major destiny streamers that spark a community of thousands of people watching them. That's built this community. Right. And there's the Reddit thread and all of that. But division doesn't have that. The top division streamers were people that were bored of destiny at the time. And they were the destiny streamers that went and played the division. And no one stuck with that. And they all went back to Destiny. And now there's not... There may be a community, but it's on a much smaller scale than than Destiny. So Bungie had this community to talk to and say, what do we need to fix? What do we need to do? What's working? What's not working? Whether they listen to the community the whole time, that's... We know that's not true, but... That is a really good um, point. It's a good They definitely talk to those top streamers. I'll tell you that. Oh, absolutely. I mean, they're the people that are that's drawing... You know Bethesda is? Probably. Oh my God! Someone just sent me a picture of chicken wings. Oh dear! Oh God, they look so Ooh. good. Yeah, they do. Mm-hmm. Well, that's there's your cue. I'm sorry, sorry, it just distracted me. Well, that's well, the end, right? I mean, it's the end. Yeah. The only thing I was going to add is that, in addition to not having community support, the way that Ubisoft handled feedback and and updates and banning players for yeah, problems was, that they created, mm-hmm. uh, I think added a like set them back. It oh, did. Yeah. You're right. And they had to work to get back to zero. And then gain like uh, positive favor with the public. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I I think I think you're right. I think their their willingness to ban the people that were playing their game was was silly. Yeah, I think it was just the wrong move. Um, but we'll see if if there's a little redemption story here. I don't know. A little, little red. Uh, but red I'm going to sign off bleh. for this week just because I know we're running a little bit long. Felix, I apologize. You didn't get to. Your I don't care. No, I'm good. We'll talk about it next week. We'll okay. Find. Yeah. Don't All worry right. About it. All right. This is Lock and Key signing off. You could find me on Twitter at Lock underscore Key. You could find me on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash Lock underscore the letter N underscore Key. Now that there's some Mass Effect happening, 
I might need to do a trilogy stream. You doing it? You might have you doing to. it, bud. I haven't streamed in a really long time, but I think we all have to get our shit together on that. I think this is some major news for for me. Anywho, also find me on Xbox, eg space lock. Um, if you want to play some Xbox in, uh, together, hit me up. Let me know later. Uh, this is Trip Zero. Of course, uh, guys, thank you for watching and listening and doing what you do with our podcast. Uh, make sure you check out the other streams. I don't know if we mentioned them. Uh, EMTV, Fireside Chats. Find us on the Facebook page. Interact. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't like. Um, you can find me on Twitter and on Twitch. It's Trip underscore zero. All uh, spelled out. Um, but yeah, like Locke was saying, he's going to get back into streaming. I got to get back into, into that myself. I'm going to do it. We're going to make it great again. Yeah, it's <laughs> going to be huge. going to be huge. Um, so this is... Uh, do you mind me if I go? Do yeah, you want to go? Right. I'll go last. This is the best. I like being the anchor. Do it. Yeah, you are the anchor. <laughs> I'm the You're glue. already speaking. I'm the glue. And then you stop and well, ask the guy, permission. He's the guy who... Uh, he's the, the last leg. He's the guy with the kick at the, at the end of the race. Yeah. That guy. That guy. Um, yeah, this is uh, Felix Hergood. Uh, Twitch.tv forward slash Felix Hergood. Um, you may go to that in a few days from now and see me raging and not playing a game. Uh, cause I can't get my game audio into my Twitch. Why stream. is this still happening? Uh, I don't know, but I'm going to keep saying it on the show can until we, we Twitch someone stream? communicates with me to figure out why. So let's Twitch stream you work. fixing this. Get a crowd in there. We'll just, Twitch stream just we're, we're our reaction to him trying to fix his yeah. computer. Yeah. Right. As opposed to finding like today, I put the stream up. I had no game audio whatsoever. I, I went to your stream. Right, you, you did. Me. Yeah. And I basically just said, okay, community, I have about 20 minutes till I got to go to work. So somebody figure out my problem. <laughs> and I'm just going to sit here. There was like two guys in there that morning. I know. It was like 9 a.m. The point I'm getting at is <laughs> I, I'm, I'm completely like impotent. I have no idea what's causing this problem. And we, I, we can't I, help you with that, but we may be able to fix your computer. <laughs> okay, I know good, a doctor. Good, good, good. good. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, Neo Aoshi. This is Neo Aoshi <laughs> at Neo Aoshi, Neo underscore Aoshi on Twitter. Uh, I don't stream Twitch quite as frequently as I should. I'm going to be very busy the next couple of weeks. But if I get set up, I will start streaming stuff. I promise. I'm playing a lot of a game called Fractured Space. Oh. Yes. One... So, very fun game. One day when you listeners listen to this, it will not be bullshit. You will be able to watch a stream. We talk and talk and talk been, until it happens. It's been a crazy time in it, our it's lives. It's like an audio vision board. If we say it enough times, <laughs> it'll just happen. So yeah, this is Neo Yoshi. Neo underscore Yoshi. I miss you. And goodbye. I miss you too. I'm the one that set off the alarm. Sombra. Do you have the target? Okay, listen. I'm here to make a friend. And show you something I found. Tell me. What would happen if the people of Russia learned that their defender against the Omnics was actually getting her tech from the enemy? What would that do to the future of Russia?